Hello friends, it's been a weird week. I hope you are doing as well as you can do. And if not, things are going to get better. You've got this, all right? The end of lockdown is on the horizon, which means your weekend Zoom calls with the guys or gals are coming to an end too. Another couple of weeks and we can all meet outside in the Ruler 6. The weather's getting better, the sun's coming, so you need to make those last Zoom drinking sessions as good as they can be. You already know where I'm going with this, don't you? You absolutely know. What better way to sign off all those Zoom calls than with a Straight Crates cocktail? Now listen to me for a moment. Straight Crates are currently doing a limited run of their Midori Sour Cocktail. Sweet baby Jesus and the orphans, those things are insane. They are perfect emerald color. There's a little bit of sugar in them to offset the most bitter notes in the drink. Oh my God, they taste like a melon box. Get it? No? Never mind. But we're talking about some top-tier cocktailery right now. Is that a word? Is that a word? I don't know. It is now. Make the most of the limited run before they go again. It's like the McRib. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Just do it. You don't know if it will come back. You'll be pretty melancholy if you don't. Ha <laughs> ha. Come on. Ah, oh, dreadful. Dreadful. Straight crates offer same-day delivery Wednesday to Saturday for all orders to LN12345 and 6 postcodes before 2pm. As in, you can wake up on a Saturday morning and say... Yeah, do you know what? I'm getting on it. And whatever you order from Straight Crates will arrive at your door later that day. It's a crazy world we live in. Head to straightcrates.co.uk, straight spell S-T-R-A-I-T, to place your order today. That is straightcrates.co.uk, S-T-R-A-I-T, to place your order today. I cannot wait to get back in that bar. I cannot wait. So close. So, so close. I'm so ready. I'm so ready. Anyway, that was strange. Today's episode itself is actually a strange one. I do another million topics in a 20-minute window again. Some serious, some not so serious. You know I'm good at that. Let's go. It's Friday, baby. Woo! Let me start where I left off. My PS5 arrived, okay? It arrived, it works, I'm happy. However, however, I have already been on the phone to Sony about a noise that the PS5 began making at one point. They have assured me, they have assured me it is a completely normal noise, nothing to worry about. Here is an audio recording of the noise. Yep, there it is. Totally normal noise. Nothing to worry about. Are you kidding me? It sounds like a hamster wheel. Basically, they've said to me, stick with it, because the noise did stop for a period. Stick with it. If it keeps occurring, send it back to us for repairs. And my response was, I'm not sending this thing back until I get sent a replacement first, as these things are as rare as rocking horse shit right now. And I didn't, I didn't refresh the Amazon page every five seconds for two hours just to send my baby away. My baby being a games console. And I'm sending it to Sony, the people that made it. I don't know. I hope it doesn't start again. I'll, I'll, I'll bang out, bro. I'll bang out. <laughs> so, I turned 26 years old on the 24th of this month. Not entirely sure why that information wasn't immediately accessible. What the fuck was that? But yeah, anyway, 26 on the 24th of this month. And 
I was going to speak about my experiences and the things that I've learned while being 25 years old, but I've left the house what feels like around uh, eight times since I turned 25, so maybe not. For anyone that can't really remember, lockdown last year was brought in on the 23rd of March, which if you're not keeping up is the day before my birthday. So that was that was great. I really loved that. And it felt like a big numbered birthday as well, if that makes sense. So there, there are like big birthdays. Okay, so 10, obviously, because double figures. 16, because you can plow. 18, because you can drink. 21, because we live in a very Americanized culture. And then it's just the divisibles of five, isn't it? Like a 44th birthday doesn't mean anything, but a 45th birthday, it gets a balloon. So if it's printed on a card or you can get a balloon shaped like the number, it's a big one. Nobody has ever received a 58th birthday card. You get me? You get me. It's just occurred to me that you can get any number balloon, but you're not doing 58 in balloons, are you? Let's let's be realistic. Let's you're not doing 58 in balloons. But yeah, I, I haven't I haven't learned anything this year. I don't feel like in fact that's a lie, actually. I've learned that getting drunk on Zoom can be really fun, but it gets old fast. Okay, so get this. How's this for the saddest thing that you'll hear all day? When I know I'm gonna be on a Zoom call with a friend or friends and we're gonna be drinking, I get dressed. Okay, I think many of us do. We'll at least dress the top half, right? That isn't the sad part. The sad part is the shoes. I will put shoes on to sit in my living room and be on the video call. Nobody will ever see the shoes. The shoes will never come into conversation. They will never be visible. But it makes me feel like I'm, in quotation marks here, out. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like I'm out at a social event. I'm do- That's fucking tragic, isn't it? That's so sad. But that is where I'm at right now. And that's what I've learned this year. But yeah, I've not learned a lot about myself or the world or anything. You know, I think I've touched on this before, but this is this is a genuine concern of mine. We've lost a year in sense of our development as people. I know we've lost a year regardless, but in terms of developing who we are, we've lost a year. And I don't just mean kids or teenagers or whatever. I mean all of us. So I don't believe in the word introvert. Okay, that's a big claim to make, I know. I believe there are people who prefer solo activities like reading and that kind of thing, doing things on their own, but I don't believe in introverts. It's just my opinion. I'm a massive believer in the fact that when all is said and done, we're just another mammal. We are just another mammal, and our species is built on pack mentality. You know, we came from tribes. That's how this entire world was built. It was built through tribes. Your family is your tribe. Your friends are your tribe. There's actually a great book great book about this called Tribe by uh, Sebastian Junger, I want to say, Sebastian Junger. Fully recommend it. Great read. I'm giving fucking book recommendations like I'm Oprah or something. We'll get to that. (laughs) Anyway, where am I going with this? So those little interactions that we have day to day shape us as people. So you know when you pick up a word from somebody else's vocabulary and you use it for a month and then it fades away? We've missed a year of that. Tiny, tiny little developments and socializations and I genuinely worry that a lot of people are going to come out of this a lot more fucked up than they realise. I don't think the importance of socialisation has been emphasised enough. We're not designed to live our lives alone. We're just not. I think the detrimental impact that a year of near full isolation will have on people just hasn't even been thought about. With any luck, with any luck, and I'm crossing my fingers, this will be the thing that kickstarts mental health services being better funded and supported and everything like that and remove some of the stigma surrounding it. I doubt it, but it's a nice idea, isn't it? We can hope. I'm glad I've mentioned mental health, actually, and Oprah. I always lead into my next point by accident. It's a tremendous talent that I have no control over. Just blessed. 
But yeah, mental health, specifically the Be Kind movement. Okay, some people might not like what I'm about to say, but bear with me on this. Don't jump straight down my throat saying I'm wrong. Just hear me out. Don't vilify me. Just let me say my bit before you form an opinion. The Be Kind movement was started with the best intentions of everybody in mind. Okay, it was a simple notion that thinking a little more about the words that we use and the actions that we make can have a positive, massive impact on the people around us. That if we just took a moment to step back from a situation before responding flippantly, that we could make a difference to the mental health, not only of ourselves, but of the people around us. Do you remember last week when I was saying people get angry instead of approaching something rationally because it's the easiest immediate response? Similar ilk to that, the idea of stepping away, rationalizing a situation and choosing your words carefully. Now, for all intents and purposes, it's a great movement, but it's been hijacked. The Be Kind movement has been hijacked by virtue-signalling media personalities and influencers. Why? To sell things, if we're going to be completely honest, to contribute to the positive identity of a brand or a person. Now, again, bear with me. I think it's important to say that any normal person that does have hashtag Be Kind in their Instagram bio or whatever does genuinely have good intentions. How can you not? Like I said, the movement solely revolves around being nice to people. How can you argue that? So this is not a take on ordinary people like you and I being supporters of the Be Kind movement, nor is it an attempt to disparage the work that the Be Kind movement actually do. They're a great foundation who help a lot of kids develop their emotional skills, which at times like this is vital. This is nothing more than a take on anybody and everybody that has used the Be Kind movement as a way of strengthening public opinion of themselves and that have eventually failed to adopt what it teaches you know where I'm heading with this. There are a million examples I can think of, but obviously one is standing out like a sore thumb after the last few days. ITV pushing positive mental health and kindness in every single ad break while continuing to have that man as part of their platform is spitting directly in the face of anybody involved with any mental health charity and maybe even anybody that suffered with poor mental health. I'm pro-free speech. I really am. And it's really easy to say, cancel this person, deplatform them, etc., etc. But we can't burn all the books. I've always said this. I honestly believe that anybody should be able to say anything they want. Seriously, I do. But I believe that while also believing that freedom of speech does not mean freedom from consequence. For example, there's a very common argument right now, which basically boils down to, can't say anything these days. You can. You can say what you want. But what that comment usually means and suggests is... I can't be vocally racist or discriminatory anymore. And it's almost like, it's almost like these people clamber to have those days back, which is bizarre. Basically, what I'm getting at is continuing to platform somebody who spews hatred, and it is hatred, it is hatred, undeniably, continuing to platform that person while also pushing a message of kindness and protecting one another's mental health, it's a pretty dirty contrast, isn't it? It's one or the other, isn't it? As I said before, it's virtue signaling and it's capitalizing on a hot topic like mental health is right now for a more positive brand identity. And it's wrong and it makes the words be kind in general just feel so hollow. And if you've been left wondering whether I think you should be deplatformed or not, I think ITV needs to pick a side. You're either for kindness and common decency between human beings or you're not. It sounds callous, but it really is that simple. Also, final thing on this, I've stuck my oar into the Harry and Meghan thing enough this week, but I will say one last quick thing. All Meghan had to do was sit there in front of Oprah and in front of the camera and say, I didn't feel comfortable raising a child around Prince Andrew. Bang. Checkmate. Done. You win. Shut the fuck up. Did you hear my phone vibrate when I was saying that last part? 
That was a notification saying that Piers Morgan's leaving Good Morning Britain. Did I make that happen? That's ridiculous. How can something I said less than a minute ago already be outdated? It's staying in. I don't give a shit. I'm not editing it out. I've said it now. What's done's done. That's ridiculous. That's really funny. I released a podcast and it killed Peter Sutcliffe. I speak about Piers Morgan and it kills his career. I'm like a prophet. You all owe me, but you are all welcome. Oh, I love good news. I'm on a real hype now. Somebody pop a bottle. Fuck that guy. He'll go to that GB news thing that's taken off at the minute. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. I love that you also all know that I'm recording this on a Tuesday now. Got my shit together this week, son. No late night Thursday recording sessions for me. I'll tell you something, actually, while we're speaking about Piers Morgan. It's my favourite thing to see on the internet. So... Piers Morgan will be in hot water for comments he's made. People will forget. He'll say something that some people agree with, get some praise, repeat cycle. But in the third stage of that cycle, the bit that some people agree with, there's always somebody that will share the video of him speaking online. And the caption is always, always, literally word for word, don't really like Piers Morgan, but he's spot on here. Clap emoji, clap emoji, clap emoji. Every single time. And he's the only person that I can think of that people do that with. It's bizarre. Now I like Piers Morgan. He's a bit like Marmite. Yeah, bitter. Let's move on. I saw a news story today that made me almost piss. In laughter, not rage, police officer sacked after sending sexual video of himself in uniform. A police constable has been sacked after he sent a video exposing himself while wearing uniform on duty. PC Jonathan Finch, who is from the Isle of Wight, was found to have sent 771 messages on WhatsApp, most of which were sexual in nature and during which he engaged in sexual activity. Now, obviously I'm not laughing at the fact that he pulled his dick out on video while on duty. We pay these people to protect us and serve us, right? I'm laughing because, firstly, this will have had to have been investigated by the police. You see where I'm going with this, don't you? So his colleagues will have had to watch the video of him pulling his hog out in their office. That's really funny. But my fun doesn't end there. 771 is a bizarrely specific number, which means not only did his former colleagues clearly have to read every single message in the conversation, which is already funny, but the fact that some poor person had to count and determine which of them were of a sexual nature and which weren't. Now, this could be more challenging than you'd initially think. They're not all going to be as cut and dry as saying, let's bang. For instance, I've been thinking about this. Let's say he did something foolish and he messaged someone saying, I feel a twat. You know, you feel a twat, you feel silly. But does he feel a twat or does he feel a twat? Tricky one, isn't it? You see? You see? Another example, he could have identified somebody that had committed a crime and he texted a colleague, I fingered the suspect. You see? It's not as easy as you think. You can come up with more of these in your own time. Nah, but if he's pulling his dick and balls out on video, he definitely did it, didn't he? Well, the story doesn't say balls, but one would assume. <laughs> Why do you listen to this podcast? What's in this for you? I ponder this so frequently, literally every time I sit down to record. What, what do you get from this? God bless you for sticking around, whoever you are. I'll never know why, but what the fuck? What's wrong with you? What the fuck was that? Sorry, the door to this room just opened. Strange, because there's nobody here. Ooh. No, I don't do ghosts. I don't do ghosts because... I don't do ghosts because half a million people die in this country every year. That's, what, 1,500 a day, thereabouts, give or take. I don't want to sound cold, but that's a lot of dead people. So... 
why is it whenever anyone sees a ghost, it's always a Victorian man or basically the ghost from Harry Potter? Why is it never Terry from Down Pub who had liver cirrhosis? Do you know what I mean? There's there's always a backstory or a weeping woman. Nah, nah, not having it, not having it. And I know the burden of proof usually works in the way of something can be assumed true unless proven otherwise. So hold me to it. If I ever see a ghost, I will change my mind, I promise. Only if it's a modern ghost, actually, though. Only if it's a modern one. If it's a Victorian one, I'm not having it. It's too cliche. I'm different. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, I don't I do not do the healing crystals thing either. They're just rocks, aren't they? Pretty rocks. They're really pretty rocks, but they are just rocks. You're basically part magpie at that point. Like, ooh, shiny rock, good vibes. <sighs> nah, but believe what you want. It's pseudoscience, but believe what you want. I have one of those, um, one of those Himalayan pink salt lamps, though. But that's just because they're really, really fucking cool. I don't think it's stopping me from getting sick. It might be. Shit. Burden of proof. I'm not sick yet. Maybe it does work. Who knew? Nah, I don't do ghosts. I'm an alien kind of guy. I keep meaning to dedicate an entire episode to aliens. It will happen. It will happen. UFOs, Area 51, all that good stuff. Hell, I might even cover Obama's bodyguards being reptilian humanoids. You know, pop a bottle of whiskey open and get real deep into it, you know? And the fun thing about that is the burden of proof is on you at that point. Prove to me that Obama's bodyguards weren't lizard people. Have you met them? Have you been to their lizzle? 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 Little lizard, I went to say lizzle. Have you been to their little lizard homes? I doubt it. Burden of proof on you. Fucking lizzle. I went full Snoop Dogg for a moment there, completely out of my own control. Christ. I probably wouldn't cover stuff like 9-11 or things where a lot of people died. You know, that's where... That's Alex Jones' behaviour. If you don't know who Alex Jones is, he is a nutcase. He hosts a show called InfoWars. He got in a lot of trouble for saying that certain school shootings didn't happen. Uh, hard pass. Hard pass. It, he basically made chemtrails a big thing. If you don't know what chemtrails are, we are getting deep. It's the idea that the government are putting biological or chemical substances in the trails that go behind aircrafts to drop on all of us to change our DNA or whatever. That kind of... Yeah, that kind of fruit loop. Oh my god, he said the things about the tap water making the frogs gay. He said that tap water makes frogs gay. Nope, nope, nope. Gotta find it. Gotta find it. Won't forgive myself if I don't. Won't forgive myself if I don't. Let me bring this up. Right, here we go. I'm, I'm just gonna hit play. I'm just gonna let this... Uh, yeah, there we go. Let this do A recurring thing. theme on Jones' show is the conspiracy that the United States government is actively trying to turn things gay. In one segment, for example, he claimed that the chemical lining in juice boxes is meant to turn kids into homosexuals. But the reason there's so many gay people now is because it's a chemical warfare operation. I have the government documents where they said they're going to encourage homosexuality with chemicals so that people don't have children. Oh Most famously, God. however, he asserted that the U.S. has a gay bomb, that was which it, Paul's it that has there. already used. I forgot all about the gay bomb thing. Yeah, so <sighs> I did say he's a fucking nutcase, didn't I? The idea that we, we, the US government, have a bomb that they can drop, which isn't a bomb, it's like a chemical, and it makes everybody gay. It's the mind of a psychopath, isn't it? This is what I want to avoid. So let's keep going. Let's keep going. Unless you just type in Pentagon tested gay bomb on Iraq. They considered, no, they didn't consider using it. They've used it on our troops. A side effect of these weapons of mass homosexuality is that the runoff chemicals in the water are turning the frogs gay. Here it comes. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. I'm not sure how he knows the true feelings of our amphibian friends, but we'll take his word for it. Either way, Alex Jones clearly won't stand for it anymore. Ugh, ugh, serious crap. 
I'm sick of being social engineered. It's not funny. Oh, oh, it is. Oh, it's funny. Oh, it's very funny. <sighs> For fuck's sake. So yeah, that's what I'm trying to avoid. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to do a show like that. That's not even satire. He's not acting. That's genuinely what he believes. The guys. The guy needs help. I don't want to end up on somebody else's podcast being spoken about in the way that I'm currently speaking about Alex Jones. Look at it from that perspective. But I will do a, uh, I will do a conspiracy podcast, whether it be conspiracies, aliens, whatever. It will come. I guarantee it. All in time. All in time. Turning the freaking frogs gay. It's so funny. That's so funny that you can't even properly wrap your head around it. What what's got to have happened in your life for? I don't know. <laughs> oh, Lord. Right, I'm going to wrap this bad boy up. Next week, I've got a great episode for you. I'll tell you more about it in the week to come. I do have a guest. It's going to be a really interesting one. In the meantime, keep your hands clean. Keep your noses cleaner. Take care of yourselves. And be careful drinking the tap water because I've heard rumors. <laughs> take care of yourselves. See you soon. <laughs>